Hey everybody, welcome to AQ's Blog and Grill. Really excited today to have Anne Hanley, who's the Chief Content Officer at Marketing Profs and the author of a new book called Everybody Writes. So I'm excited to chat with Anne today. She's uh, dialed in from Boston. Hello, Anne. Hello, Alan. How are you? Great, thank you. I have a question for you to start off, though. Yes. It's kind of a riddle. Guess what has 302 pages and is a Wall Street Journal bestseller? What? You know, this this is a question we'd all love the answer to, and maybe you know. I don't know. Oh, I, I think can't. you do. Oh. <laughs> Could it be? <laughs> Talk about product placement. I was right there. Yeah. So every everybody writes, and I think you had you know a really good explanation for how you came up with the title. Coming up with a title for this book was almost as hard as writing it, I will say. Um, I drove my editor Wiley insane. I was texting her every day, you know, five or six different titles. Um, and then finally one day my friend Christina Halverson, who wrote a fantastic book called Content Strategy for the Web, maybe you know her, um, called me up and she's like, I have your title. And she was sitting in a parking lot on her way into an appointment and she said, it's, called, it's Everybody Writes. And it just sort of clicked. Um, and the reason why I think I struggled with it so much is that, um, you know, I was really thinking about it as a book for businesses to help them become better writers, to, you know, to, to really up their, uh, their muscles up their and, game, and sure. bulk up. Um, but I think as people, you know, as human beings, we are all writers. You know, all of us are communicating um, ridiculously well, you know, all the time. And so I feel like I really wanted to give people a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of instruction on, you know, how do we do this better? You know, how do we write better? But we put, we stuck content in the, uh, in the subtitle there just because I wanted to broaden it a little bit. It's really not just about writing, as you know, it's about, um, you know, publishing, it's about storytelling, it's about tools that you can use. Um, and so I wanted to broaden it a little bit just by, you know, sneaking the word content. I, I noticed that. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, and it's not just because you're on screen with me and, and, and you've got that restraining order and I understand that. <laughs> uh, but um, it is like one of the best books. It is. It's right up there. Thank you. So, I mean, if, if coming up with a title was hard, you did say in the book that writing it was like giving birth to a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. So. That it doesn't sound easy to me. I'm a man, so I really can't connect. But yeah, I mean, I will say, you know, writing is hard for me. It's not. I love writing, and I, but more, it's more that I love to have written, like a lot of writers. Right. I hate writing, but I love to have written. Um, and I'm also sort of compelled to write. You know, there are things that I want to say, and I feel like a book is very often. If you want to, if you want to just put something on somebody's radar, if you want to pitch a tent in a certain camp, you've got to write a book about it. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. I think it's just. You know, even though we live in a, in a digital world, I think there's something magical about a book. It has a certain, um, I don't know, gravitas, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. I did have to make it, a, I wanted to make it a fun read, um, even if it was, you know, kind of painful. Well, hey, you, you've done good. And there, there's a quote in the book, and I, I'm not sure if it was from you or from one of your sources, that writing is a habit, not an art. Yeah, right. We were talking before we started filming, um, you know, that I, I really do liken it to exercise. You know, you've got to develop those muscles. You've got to get you've got to make it make a commitment to becoming a better writer, just like, you know, you make a commitment to exercise or, or anything else in your life, mm -hmm. um, which is not unlike actually the way that I think marketers have to think about their content as well. You've got to make a commitment to it. It's not a it's not a one and done campaign. You can't 
you can't exercise once a week and expect to see results and you can't write, you know, once a week on a Sunday for four or five hours and expect to see results. I think it's much more effective if you write a little bit every day. You know, throughout the book, you make this great point that uh, that empathy is, is so important that, it, that yeah. when you do write, don't write for you. Right. You are putting yourself in the shoes of your reader, the eyes of your reader, the state of your reader, and that kind of respect then makes the content valuable, that they're actually going to want to keep reading. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think the exception would be the first draft, you know, the, the as I call it, the ugly first draft. You right. know? Stephen King um, has a great quote, write with the door closed, edit with the door open. And what that means is write with the door closed, forget about everybody else, just, you know, get that first draft down, yes. but then edit, go back and look at it with an eye toward the reader. You know, can I say this with more clarity? Does this actually convey what I'm trying to say? You know, is it helpful to the reader? So all those things, I think, is really where you see the empathy for the reader or the user in some uh, in some circles come in. So tell us a little bit about your writing GPS. This sounds like a great system to keep an author on track and, and, and moving towards what success looks like. So essentially, the, the, the notion of a writing GPS is, is like a writing roadmap, you know, um, the idea with the GPS, of course, is that you have to sort of plug in where you want to end up before right. it'll actually give you any directions on how to get there. You know, what is it that you're trying to achieve with this piece of content? Yes. And then, you know, backing into it from there, how is it best to um, to start this journey, you know, with your customer? I talk about, you know, all kinds of things like barfing up that ugly first draft, you know, yes. going back and and revising with an eye toward the, the reader or the, you know, the, the end user or the customer, mm -hmm. the case may be, um, all the way down. And so, you know, so for me, it's sort of, um, it's a nice, uh, it's just a nice path to follow, I mm. think, thinking about doing any kind of, of content, any kind of writing. Yeah. You know, one of, your, one of your quotes in the book talks about, if you can't get started, write down dear mom or <laughs> you know and then make it start at least like a letter so it's yes. it's not just that blank piece of paper or screen now going forward and right. you do point out in the book that how important a moleskin is uh, yes. just to have a handy thing that you can yes. go to and make a note and uh, yeah. some I of mean, them looked pretty obscure right. but they're notes. I have it right here that's why I have my little field notes that yes. I typically have with me all the time um, it's usually in my in my pocket or you know in my bag or something like that um, and I just you know throughout the day I sort of just jot down a, a fragment of a word or two that will you know that I want to go back to and, and think about or maybe I'll never use it again but um, they're just things that strike me that I think I might be able to use somewhere. So I think it's important to have a, a sort of repository for, for something like that if you are the kind of person who needs to be creating content on a regular basis, either for yourself or for your brand or organization. Now, you did, you did spend some interesting time, I think, with Guy Kawasaki on uh, blogging. Yeah, you know, he's got a lot of great strategies around blogging. Um, and so it was, you know, it was such a... I don't know. It was such a joy to interview him. I kind of like being able to bring my friends into this. There's all, all kinds of little Easter eggs in here, like for my children or for my good friends. Like when they right. read it, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I get that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's, a, that's sort of a, a side, a side um, you know, a side joy, I guess you could say, to, yeah. to writing a book. So it was such a joy to have have guy as part of it. I just feel I have to try to give the guy a lift. I, you know, I'm... I know. He's been toiling away in obscurity for so long, you know? Sad. He's so shy. He really has to learn how to promote himself. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's my piece of advice for I, him. There, I will pass that along. Um, <laughs> 
So tell me about the Hemingway app. What the heck are you doing with that? So Hemingway app, actually, I just wrote about this yesterday in my blog because oh. I, I, you know, in, in, I think it's part six of Everybody Writes, I gave lots and lots of tools that are handy for writers to know. Um, and the question I've gotten recently is, well, what ones do you actually use? So um, I talked about eight writing tools that I use every single day. Yes, you did. Um, on my own blog. And, and one of them is Hemingway app. And I, some, I swap it out with Grammarly, which is another similar app. And what that is, is it, it's essentially just, you know, an app that's available on a number of different platforms. You just take your text, you know, from wherever you've written it, whether, you, whether you've you know, written it in a text editor or a word doc or whatever, um, and just paste it into this app and it'll just sort of flag different issues with it. Wow. Um, and so it's super handy. And I think it's, again, it's not a replacement for a real live editor. Um, I think they add a lot to the process. A really good editor can add an awful lot to a process, to the process of writing um, and publishing. But um, but it's a great for first pass, you know, just to tell you, you know, this is kind of a weak sentence. You know, there's sort of lots of passive voice here. You got some spelling errors here. You might phrase this a little differently. Uh, and it's, you know, they're, they're both super smart um, editing apps and editing tools. And I think they're just, they're fantastic. So. Well, okay. I wanted to wrap up with um, the way you wrapped up the book. And you had the quote from E.B. White. And then you had, done is better than perfect. Mm. So why did you end the book with that? I ended the book with that quote because I, as I mentioned, am a endless tweaker. Um, I can endlessly polish and hone and I always think that anything I do you know any piece of writing that I that I create can be better um, and so I ended it with that for two reasons first as a reminder to myself that at some point you know you do have to ship right you've got to just yeah exactly you just got to hand it over right. um, but the other reason why I wanted to put that in the book is because you know with a book on writing there's always going to be those people who will point out the typos to you. So it was just a reminder to my readers as, as well as to me. Um, but I, I do think it's something that I live by. I saw it on the wall of Facebook uh, ages ago when I was visiting there for something. Um, I think it's absolutely true. You know, done is better than perfect. Well, uh, thank you very much for discussing and giving us the insight and some of the background into Everybody Writes. Always a, always a pleasure to talk to you. You know that. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. That was a great interview. If you'd like to see more on the AQ's Blog and Grill, please uh, just subscribe. Right, There's a button right there. And uh, there's all sorts of content with great authors, great speakers, great thought leaders. So please join us as a subscriber to AQ's Blog and Grill.